Hello, everybody. This is the Friendly Bear Podcast, where we interview some of the best and brightest traders in the trading community. Listen to inspiring stories and nuggets of insight from current and future game changers in the trading space. Listen and learn as we explore all types of trading niches with some of the best in the industry from a Friendly Bear point of view. Make sure to check out the Friendly Bear Podcast new YouTube channel called Friendly Bear Research, which includes all the podcast video content and supplemental screen shares. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes. With that being said, I'm your host, David, a.k.a. Reverse Long, and this is the Friendly Bear Podcast. Let's dive in. What's up, guys? This is David, a.k.a. Reverse Long, and I'm over here in the blue room uh, in the Los Angeles Athletic Club testing this new system out of uh, just monologues uh from this room especially i want to utilize this room it's pretty cool and also downstairs they have another they have a lot of cool spaces here to like do monologues you know so like the great thing about monologues is i can just talk i don't need anybody to hold the camera i got a tripod uh i got the mic thing figured out with this like um attachable mics that are portable and like sync with the iphone so right now i'm doing everything through iphone it's iphone bluetooth i got my clock right there in front of me it's like a, a, a timer for like working out i put it right there it's beautiful setup got the nice background nice and quiet perfect so with this one i'm gonna go over another topic feeding off the last topic of like why traders fail so well first of all i'm dressed like this i, I was doing a little photo shoot for something um so that's why i'm not usually wearing a jacket and blazer and all that but i'm kind of i like it I, I you know i'm getting older now uh i'm a mature man i'm grown grown ass man i need to be dressing like one you know what i mean so this is cool but anyway yeah i wanted to go over piggyback off the last topic that i did over here which was yesterday um in the blue room uh, about like why traders fail gonna go talk a little bit more about why traders fail and how why like starting out with a little bit of money as opposed to um a lot of money or over pdt money over PD, pdt over the pattern day trader rules over twenty five thousand, and why most people that start over twenty five thousand uh fail right like pretty fast also i wanted to mention a note um from the last podcast it's not just all about studying for a couple of years and not putting any skin in the game like while I was doing all that from the last podcast, studying and, and grinding, I was trading. I was trading very small. Just I was forced to trade super small, but I was trading. I was trading like a $2,000 margin account. I was under PDT. That's three trades within five days. Like I was putting in a couple of trades and just sitting on them. Like I would swing paid pump and dumps, paid pump and dumps where there, it was like a confirmed paid email. Uh, and you've seen this disclaimer of the email saying, oh, this third party LLC or whatever was compensated this amount of money for this amount of days. And we, you know, and I, that would be enough for me to short it. I'm like, okay, I'm taking a short. And back then I didn't understand that much about float, about, you know, all these other things going on. But like, I would let that comp paid compensation guide me. And in the meantime, I would study. So I had no choice but to swing because I didn't have any money. So I was forced to stick around longer. So it's not, I want to make that clear. It wasn't the message of you should just study, study, study. No, you got to put some dollars in the game, um, some skin in the game. 
You know what I mean? So my net worth was so bad back then that like even a hundred bucks was a lot of money for me. I, I couldn't lose that. So like I would trade a really high odd setup of the paid pump and dumps. And that worked until a black swan happened. You know, so I was doing that the whole time from like even I would say 2017 on and off, but definitely 2018 and 2019. And then 2020, when 2020 came along, when COVID came along, the pandemic in let's say February, I would say March, I believe it was March, the big crash. That's, that's what got me. So I was swing shorting CYDY, which was a paid pump for a long time. Everybody knew this. So if you all throughout 2019, it was a paid pump that would send out multiple pumps and it was under a dollar pump. And then COVID-19, uh, yeah, COVID-19 pandemic black swan happened and they claimed to have, uh, they actually paid to be on Fox news, Fox and friends over the weekend of, of the COVID. And I was like, Oh my God, it's on Fox and friends. And they're saying that like they're treating COVID patients with the CYDY thing. And they, and you could see the Fox lady, smiling and like saying you know i was like and the whole time i'm short over the weekend and i'm looking at this fox news thing and i'm like man what a what a douchebag this lady is like that's an act i knew it was fake it was like this isn't she's acting and like in this middle of this this uh black swan event where it could be really serious and world changing she's a straight up actor actress so these news people are fos you know what i mean full of it so like but yeah, anyway, CYDY gapped up from like 80 cents to like four bucks or something like that. And I couldn't get out. I couldn't get out of the trade because it was an OTC. So even though I was doing well up to then on paid pump and dumps, swinging them with the under, under PDT account and just making a hundred bucks here, a hundred bucks there for like a year and a half, two years. Um, and I had grown that account doing that specifically from like 5,000 to 16,000, something along those lines, um, which is very good with like a high per- percentage win rate. And like I would swing it and I would study. But then one got me, the Black Swan event. And I was in an OTC stock swinging it overnight. I had no, I couldn't get out. You can only get out when it just gapped up in the, in the pre-market. So yeah, that, that wiped out all the gains from, uh, it wiped out $11,000 worth of gains. I was back that's the most I was, I was going to risk. And it ended up being the cover was nearly the dead top. So it is what it is. But that taught me right away. It's like, I, I got to get over PDT. I already put in like almost two years studying and I've been analyzing the markets here and there altogether. That was enough, enough of trading under PDT. So I, and I noticed back in 2020, that specific time, that was a once in a decade opportunity. So I decided to gather some funds together and trade over PDT. I figured it was enough time because I spent so much time studying up up till then. I needed to put some real risk into the market trading over PDT. And um, and also, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, you know, it's just, uh, you know, there's enough enough under PDT stuff. So, yeah, oh, yeah, the OTC. So, OTC, I was stuck in that because I, it was under PDT. I couldn't get out because of the pattern day trader rule. First of all, I swung it because of that. Because I had I had like a small gain, but I couldn't get out because like I was under PDT. It's a wasted day trade, and the broker would get me in trouble if I go over three. And I already burned one of the three. So the brokers they let you make a mistake once of, of trading and closing it out the same day, but then after that, uh, you're, you're, you can't do it. They let you get away with it once, and you got to call them up and they explain it, and they don't let you do it again. 
so that I already had burned it. So like I was forced to swing it. So that that was like so I was like, man, the only reason why I was in this CUIDY trade to begin with was because I was forced to swing it. And you know, force is never a good thing. You never want to be forced to do anything. So if you're forced to swing it, you know, and it's I was like, enough of this, man. I think I'm ready. I'm gonna give it a real shot. This is also also recognizing that this was a once in a decade opportunity because I was watching. So I took a break after that loss, and then I was watching the markets do it, what it did. And I saw all these traders doing so well and trading all the patterns. So I was like, okay, I got to give this a shot because this is a once in a decade opportunity. This uh, COVID, the crash and the bounce. This is uh, so by May, mid-May or end of May, I gathered the funds to get over PDT, and then I haven't looked back since. Um, of course, the beginning, it's not just like I haven't looked back since and it's all smooth. Like, no. So I was trading the pre-market and the pre-market was good for two or three months with that extreme fade pattern in the pre-market. It's all documented on Profitly, by the way. I have all, all those all those videos from back then and no one looks at. Um, but yeah, so and then it just went away. And when it went away, I had a red month, like a very, very small red month. Because the pattern just went away. It was just like, it was very frustrating. So I just went on vacation, you know, uh, or, you know, I, whatever you want to call it. I don't really think it was a vacation, but like, you know, I just went to explore South America for two months. You know what I mean? And I've always wanted to do that. And yeah, I did it. But anyway, I wanted to focus on this podcast on like what it, why most traders fail. So starting over PDT, you know. So, yeah, I want to make that clear, too. I wasn't just trading no money and studying and reading books and all that. No, you need to you need to also put money in. You got to like whatever your net worth is. You got to try, you know, even if it's a 100 bucks, 50 bucks or whatever, you know, you got you got to try. You got to try at least attempt. Because I was attempting to grow that 5000 to over PDT. And after a certain point, you give it a year and a half, two years. You're like, all right, man, it's going to take forever. Um, and I know some traders, uh, they want, they want to prove to everyone that they can do it, but it's like, do you want to prove that you can do it and suffer and live with your parents or whatever, live in a bad situation? And because you want to be like the story. And the reason why I mention is because like Sam Putnam, I'm going to give Sam a hard time. You know, it's tough love. Sam really wanted to do that. He said, I want to be the guy that grows it from a couple thousand to over PDT. And it's like. I'm, I'm now and that's cool for like a year two years two and a half years and then it's like okay sam what I, I i told him i was like the story is secondary to like you improving your life man getting over pdt get the funds together work and get the funds and then like you have enough knowledge now give it a real shot you know but he was he had a rebuttal saying no i want to be the guy that grows it from the bottom like you're you, i don't know forcing yourself to suffer just find a way to get over pdt you have the knowledge now give it a shot you know so i don't know what's most important is to improve your life with trading to get profitable to get profitable and improve your life and live happy and just have goals for your life and accomplish the goals the goal is not the story you're you're not here to make a story and to like have a hollywood movie happen to you or like to you know i don't know it's just the goal is to get profitable one way or another. Take a small amount of money and make an exponentially change your life with it. Not to just be stuck and prove 
you know, no matter, you know what I mean? After a while, it's like, okay, that's enough. You gave it a shot, uh, a small amount of money to get over PDT. It's going to take forever. Now you have, you, you stuck around though. That's what I told Sam. You stuck around two years, three years. Now get over PDT. You're ready now. Give it a shot. You now you, you shouldn't be going with these like $2,000 accounts and try to grow them with under PDT with like five different brokers or five different accounts on IB and playing around. No, you need to be able to recycle shares. You need to be able to locate shares. He's ready for that now. Anyway, yeah, putting risk is always the thing. So I wanted to make that clear from the last podcast. It's like, I'm not saying study forever, you know? Uh, studying forever is a, is, is a hypothetical thing. You can even put real money to work. Real money, money on the line, you know? Because you're going to feel different. It's going to feel different. So, but anyway, why most traders fail? A lot of traders, they start with over PDT money. And like they expect to make money by year month three, month four, month five. And that's not the case, man. That's not the case. Like I said yesterday, um, six months, you put six months in, 10 hours a day, it's not going to work. Six months in, 20 hours a day, still not enough. One year studying 10 hours a day is not enough. It's just not. It's just not, man. You, there's a lot of stuff that goes into play as along with screen time and putting money on the line and analyzing, journaling all your trades and your feelings through the trades and all that and studying what all the intricacies that go along with the trade and developing a process and seeing all types of traders and all that. It's, it's just like, it's not going to happen, man. It's not going to happen right away. So like starting with the below PDT account, you see all the successful traders, they, the ones from the, from the Sykes groups that I witnessed see come up. Um, all these traders, you know, they started with a little small amount of money and, you know, they were they had no choice but to stick around because they had a small amount of money. They couldn't lose it. And then later, maybe they funded it over PDT to over 25 after going through a year or two of under PDT or maybe saving along the way and putting their money in their account gradually. But yeah, you don't hear much of uh, traders putting starting with 30K or more and then like sticking around. Most of those guys, uh, that's why you see in a lot of um, communities, traders blow up. Because like imagine you, you work, let's say me, I'm going to use myself as an architect uh, background when I started. I didn't have an over PDT account ever. I never had any savings to put into a P- over PDT account. Never. But let's say I did. Let's say I worked in architecture for a few years. I saved some money up. Now I have 30 grand. This is after like five years of working and I put some money aside along like with my living expenses, outside of my living expenses, everything. I have 30K. I'm like, I'm a smart guy. I want to learn trading. I want to go into, um, I want to sign up for this course and I'm going to learn trading. And then, uh, I'm an architect. I know math. I know science. I'm like, you know, I treat things serious, like architecture school or like everything I've done. So I'm going to just, this is, this is it. I'm going to, I know I can do it. And I take my 30 grand and I put it into an account. And then, uh, I, I sign up for a course. I start trading it. And I'm like, you know, Gritani made money in nine months or a year or something like that. I can do it like in six months if I really treat this serious. And uh, I'm going to read the Wall Street Journal. I'm going to read all this. I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to analyze this patterns. And then all of a sudden, and I think and I think a lot of work is like three to five hours of work a day. I think that's a lot of work. I think like that is that is good to go. 
and um, and then I, t- you know, let's say I I win, you know, I'm like sixty percent winning trader, and I'm I'm keeping the losses small. But then one loss gets out of hand, and I have like uh, a loss that brings me below PDT. Let's say from thirty k, I lose like eight grand in one in one trade. After making like three grand, I, I make eight, I get sloppy on one trade, and I, <coughs> and I lose eight grand. I'm like, oh man. Then I have like one more loss like that, maybe a smaller loss, like three or four grand. Now I'm down like ten grand in total, and I'm like, man. And I get under PDT, and it's like it pains me to fund the account because I don't even trust myself. And uh, yeah, and then I take a couple hits like that. I have a couple wins and a couple hits, and it's just like I I can't I, you know I'm not making any money, and I'm like you know I'm just frustrated, and it's painful, you know it's painful because that, that was that whole account that thirty grand that I put into play was was money I worked for and saved, and like it wasn't it it wasn't meant to lose. Actually, let's say even if I thought it was meant to lose, it really wasn't because I'm picturing all the hard work that I did. To have to get that account in the first place, and how hard it would be to do it again, you know. Even though technically it was money that I thought about putting to, to uh, that I could afford to lose. My thoughts of like having to be able to bring to do that again, to work for a couple of years and start again, uh, to get that amount of money saved up. That is just it's just um painful. So the whole time I'm trading with pain, and I I you know how are you gonna trade like that, and um. That's the problem with trading over PDT money. Now, on the other hand, if I had no choice, if I had no money and I just had no choice but to trade only a $2,000 account and I have like some wins, I'm like 50-50, I win a couple hundred bucks, lose a couple hundred bucks. Even if I have a big loss, let's say like a $1,000 loss, $1,000, I can go drive Uber at worst case scenario for a week and I can make a... I can refund that $1,000 and I can get lessons. I can get lessons from these trades. So even though that $1,000 loss was half my account and that's a big loss, I'm able to recoup that. And then like, so this is how you learn. Then you journal that and that feels, and that feels devastating, that $1,000 loss, because like you have no money to begin with. But like, it's better than working for five years to build a $30,000 account that you think you have, you can afford to lose. But in reality, you're getting reminded of all the hard work it took to make 30 grand and how you're going to be able to do that again and like keep coming back like that. It's really tough. And that's why most traders fail. That's why a lot of chat rooms, a lot of uh, communities that people start with over 30 grand or over 25 grand, you don't see them very long, you know, Um, it's just tough. And the traders that came throughout the pandemic that got lucky at first. I know some traders that got lucky with OTCs, for example. And OTCs went away. They went away as well. You know what I mean? They, they couldn't take the growing pains of like really working. But good for them that they made a little bit of money. They made, well, a lot of, some of them made a lot of money. You know, so like, but don't get it twisted. Traders that made money like that, let's say made a lot of money like that. There's a lot of, a lot of these kind of traders that is gone. That's a different. That's a different strategy. That's like doesn't apply for the entire markets. Now, what you do with your money that you gain, let's say you got your nest egg, you can reinvest in your education. There are traders that have that a few traders that have like 
they realize, okay, that market is gone. Let me reinvest in my education. Let me now I have a bankroll. They're grateful for the the opportunity that happened, and they're able to use their bankroll, their nest egg, as a bankroll to trade other other instruments, other way of trading, and really, and they acknowledge that they don't know that much, and they learn. I, I saw a few traders in Puerto Rico do this. They moved to Puerto Rico. They realized I got lucky with OTCs. I got lucky with crypto or whatever, whatever it is. And now, but I need to seek out real education now. I need to seek out. I need to trade small. I might not make any money for a while. And I need to just, uh, you know, I need to learn, you know. So that's how you succeed if, if you're in that situation. But there are a lot of traders. They don't want to take that pay cut. They just, they just stop. You know, they don't want to take the pay cut. Imagine you make a lot of money and then you make no money. Um, I like to go back to always uh, Tim Sykes. I learned from Sykes back in when he in 1999 he was he made two million bucks or a million bucks doing the dot com mania, and then but a lot of people lost money on the downside. It was it was a it was a um, it was a mania. What do you say? A bubble. So I know like James Altucher, one of Sykes's friends, and he's been on on uh, all his DVDs and stuff. I used to follow James Altucher a lot on uh, Instagram and stuff like a few years ago, and he didn't realize his gains. So he made a lot of money in the dot-com boom, and then he lost it all. And that was a lot of people. So whenever you see one example of what happened to someone, uh, uh, people's behavior for the most part in general is the same. It's like when short sellers are in a trade. If, if uh, I remember like in Puerto Rico in trade space, when everybody, I say, oh, man, I'm short. I'm getting squeezed. And I hear one guy say, oh, me too. You're in that one. Me too. And then, like, five other guys all of a sudden come out of the woodwork and say, oh, yeah, we're all short. I'm like, oh, my God. This is an indicator that, like, the whole world is short this thing, you know? And that's not good. So, like, you know, so, but yeah, so when James Altucher said he he didn't realize his gains, he lost everything like that. I think it was, like, $10 million. He made $10 million, then lost more than that. Uh, I imagine there was a lot more case studies uh, like that 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 happened. Um just like yesterday also, I made another podcast on Macro Jabber about the Los Angeles Stock Exchange and um, how most people during the 1920s, the Roaring Twenties, they made a lot of money unrealized and they kept it in there and they lost a lot of money unrealized So because of the 1929 crash. So people's behavior is, 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 is similar throughout times. 1920s, 2020s, dot-com boom pandemic boom, OTC boom, you name it, tulip mania, South Sea bubble, uh, list goes on and on. But yeah, so Sykes said he made money on the way up and he realized he didn't know anything. So he took it out. And then on the crash, that's when he learned how to short. He didn't even know what short selling was until the stock market crashed. And he didn't make money for almost a year. I think for like a period of seven to 10 months, something like that. He didn't make any money, but he was educating himself and testing things out. And uh, yeah, you know, that's just, that's the way it should be. So if you make a lot of money in a, in a dot-com boom or what do you call it, or in the COVID boom or OTC mania, whatever mania it is, and then like when that mania ends, you got to adapt and find a new strategy. So there's going to be a period of time where you're going to have to, you're going to make no money or a lot less money than what you were making before. And it's like, a lot of people don't want to go through that. So, like, they just stop. You just don't see them around anymore. You know? So, like, during my trading career, there's been a lot of that. I always wonder, what happened to this guy? What happened to that guy? 
you know, um, and it's like, I hope they're doing well. I wish the best for them. I hope they're killing it somewhere, but like, they're not actively trading anymore. Why? So, you know, you always got to ask the whys. But um, what else do I want to cover here? So today's Sunday. And um, yeah, so it's so a Monday going to prepare. And uh, yeah, I'm seeing where I want to take this podcasting stuff. So these monologues. So I can talk stocks all day long, you know. Yeah, I'll bring some books here and talk, go over some books. But um, that's about it for this one. Uh, make sure to sign up for Macro Driver. That's going to be good. And uh, the Friendly Bear, I'm going to be doing some of these, but also I'm going to be doing more material for the sus- subscribers. So make sure you sign up for that. I'll see you guys later. That concludes today's episode. Make sure to like and subscribe to the channel on the platform you use. The Friendly Bear Podcast is hosted by me, David, where you can find me on Twitter at reverse underscore long. You can find the Friendly Bear Podcast at www.thefriendlybearpodcast.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, and now on YouTube at Friendly Bear Research. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Friendly Bear Podcast.